Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time to get our Q&A on. Got some good questions from all the boneheads. Uh, We'll do a little bit of news beforehand. Um, We'll talk uh, some rankings. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball rankings as well. Um, And, yeah, I'm pumped, folks. I'm pumped. This is a lot more fun. This is a lot more fun of a hobby when the team is winning. Before we hop into it, I want to talk about my friends Manhattan Brewing Company. First and foremost, they've been rocking with us for close to 15 months. And and I don't think people realize in the world of podcasting how rare that is. So I, I, above all else, want to say thank you to Manhattan Brewing Company for helping support this show as it continues to grow, as it continues to bring more and more content to you guys. So please, the next time you're in Manhattan, check them out. Tell them Bosco's Boys sent you. And as always, be polite, but tell your local liquor store you want Manhattan Brewing Company in your local liquor store. Uh, This week, uh, going on at Manhattan Brewing Company, if you're listening to this on release day, of Tuesday. Today's the day. Tang Party is back on tap. Head in there, check them out, as well as Taco Tuesday, getting tacos from El Patron, as well as $1 off El Bandito Yankee Margaritas. Wednesday, they have their Science on Tap event at 7 p.m., and $2 off tap for all students and military after 6. Thursday, we got the Dog Father setting up and slinging out hot dogs from 5 to 8. And then on Friday, it's Snoop Dogg's birthday. So Purple Pride Punch is going to be rolling. Smoking H Meats from 5 to 9. And the Pet Band will be coming through at 7.15. They're opening up early at 11. And the patio will be rolling as well for a game day on Saturday. Make sure you stop by before you head to your tailgate. Don't show up empty-handed. Show up with a four-pack from Manhattan Brewing Company. All right, let's hit on some big news. Uh, The biggest news, uh, 
some depth chart talk on the official weekly depth chart released by K-State. It is Will Howard or Avery Johnson at starting quarterback. So they're, they're not even going to try to shy away from it. Um, we'll, we'll find out more tomorrow during Chris uh, Kleiman, Coach Chris Kleiman's press conference at 1230. You can listen to it live on ESPN+, Plus, but we will be recounting it for tomorrow, Wednesday's episode. So sorry, I'm... I'm I'm recording this on a Monday. You guys are listening to it on a Tuesday, and I'm talking about what you guys are going to be hearing on Wednesday. Uh, but we'll, we'll recount it. I'll give my big takeaways uh, during the game preview episode. But I'm sure that's going to be talked about. Uh, so that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big thing, folks. I, I, I'm a little surprised. Uh, you guys listened to me uh, on Monday. I, I think I want, and I think we should be going all in with Avery Johnson. Uh, and I, I think what's going to happen is I think we're going to see a lot of what we saw at Texas Tech. I think we're going to see um, both quarterbacks early, and then they're going to ride whoever the hot hand is. So we'll see if that's the case, and we'll hear what Chris Kleiman has to say uh, later on. Also, no R.J. Garcia as a starting wide receiver. Keegan Johnson listed as a starting wide receiver alongside Phillip Brooks and Jaden Jackson. So nothing crazy uh, there. I mean, quarterback's a little surprising. Uh, no Will Lee on the depth chart, so that tells me we probably are not seeing Will Lee versus TCU. Uh, they were chucking the ball around quite a bit versus BYU, so uh, <laughs> Keenan Garber hopefully is up for the task. Jordan Wright hopefully up for the task, so we'll see what happens. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Uh, Big 12 player of the week, uh, Keenan uh, Kobe Savage, our guy Kobe Savage, two interceptions. He got the Defensive Player of the Week. Avery Johnson got Newcomer of the Week. Seth Porter absolutely robbed of Special Teams Player of the Week, but that's all right. We know not everyone at the Big 12 are ball knowers like we are. Uh, So Seth Porter robbed, but Kobe Savage getting Defensive Player of the Week and Avery Johnson, Newcomer of the Week. Those are always fun joining the list of the Chris Kleiman uh, players of the week. That list, it's getting unique. I love how many different guys that we've had win these awards. Absolutely love adding those guys to it. K-State unofficially at 35 in the coaches poll. No votes in the AP poll. Um, the preseason uh, basketball poll comes out. K-State unofficially at 35 at that is where... Was it 35? Here you guys are. I'm fact-checking myself in live time. Yes, 35. Uh, The Big 12, four teams in the top 20. TCU also receiving votes, bringing K-State up, uh, or bringing the Big 12 to six out of 14 teams in the top 25 uh, for this year. Almost half. Uh, you got to love it. Um. USC and Villanova in the top 25. So you got two top 25 matchups. And Miami as well as we might be seeing them down in the Bahamar uh, tournament the week before Thanksgiving. So lots of moving parts with basketball. Basketball coming out to sixth place in the preseason all Big 12 poll. Um, So again, as we're approaching basketball season... On Wednesday, single-game tickets go on sale. Um, It looks like there's roughly around 200 tickets for almost every single home game. 
available. So if you want to get in there, you better act fast. All games except for the KU game going on sale on Wednesday. Um, the Houston game next week, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Uh, and yeah, I think that is about all the news that I can think of. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think it's time to get into the great questions from you guys. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. As always, if you want your question asked, be sure to use the hashtag, hashtag AskBosco, or tweet at the mailbag account, Ask underscore Bosco. We're gonna get into it uh, again. This I think this episode, even more than the game review episode, is more fun when K State wins. Um, first, we're going to map. What kind of spell do we have over Texas Tech? Again, twelve out of the last thirteen. Uh, look, I think more times than not, K State is the better team. I, I think more times than not, K State has had the better team. But as we've seen in the past, that doesn't necessarily mean you are going to win the game. I also think uh, every single game played during this stretch, K State's also had the better head coach. That's going to have a lot to do with it. So if more times than not, you have the better team, if every single time you have the better coach, most of the time you're going to win that. But. You know, I'd be lying if some level of luck doesn't play into it. Because when you look at these games, a lot of them have been close. And we know how tough it is to win uh, on the road in the Big 12. And the Texas Tech road environment, that's a tough one to go and play in. So, So I do think it's really a combination of, hey, we've been better more times than not every time we've had the better coach, but there is an element of luck. Again, you don't run through a streak like that. And again, Texas Tech has not been world beaters by any means during this stretch. And and they've been bad. A couple of those teams were straight up bad. They were not good football teams. But this isn't KU, post-Mangino, pre-Lance Leipold, you know, that they're a competent team. This isn't pre-Matt Campbell, Iowa State. You know, the, the, this is a capable and uh, uh, competent football program that we are asserting a massive dominance over. The difference in that those streaks that I referenced, some of the runs that we went on against KU, some of the runs we went on against Iowa State, the difference is a lot of teams had similar runs against those schools. Uh, a lot of schools have had big-time runs against rummy programs. Texas Tech has been salty. They, they Again, you know, they, 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 they haven't been world beaters. They haven't even been Big 12 contenders during any of these times. But there are more times not during that streak they've been a bowl team. More times than not, they've been in the middle class of the Big 12 so, so quite frankly, I, I think it's a very impressive streak. But like I said, I think being the better program, having the better coach, plus a little bit of luck is how you get that sort of hex, have that voodoo over the 
Texas Tech Red Raiders of West Texas. We got Derek Lynn next. What makes Avery so damn beautiful? Now, uh, look, you know, 18, 19 year old guy. Um, look, I, 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 there is like a fun aesthetic about Avery Johnson, though. You know, he has the tights, he has the loose uh, jersey up top, he has those flowing locks. Like, he does kind of fit this mold of like, you know, you're watching like a, a made for TV movie. It's like, okay, you know, he, he, could, he could be the quarterback. You know, there is something to be said. Look, very handsome quarterback room. Uh, you know, when you got Jake Rubley, when you have Will Howard, when you have Avery Johnson, very handsome quarterback room. Um, and, and, and look, I, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try my best not to get in any trouble here. Uh, if you compare uh, the athletes at K State, whether it's you know the men's athletes, the women's athletes, uh, the coaching staffs across all these different sports, look, I'm going to try my best not to get in any trouble. K-State is a very attractive athletic department. From the top down, coaches, players, administrators, there's some hotties working at K-State and playing for K-State basically across all the sports. You know, you, you could be like KU. Yeah, you know their basketball team's good, but they're ugly. Yeah, you know their, their football, volleyball team, hey, yeah, they're on the rise, ugly. You know, look at the coaches, ugly. You know, not everyone, not every athletic department, not every alumni base, not every student body can be as successful and attractive and smell good like K-State athletes, student bodies, uh, alumni association, uh, you know, administration, coaches, all that type of stuff. The fact of the matter is K-Staters are just hot. Got to call it like I see it. All right, uh, Derek, I don't want to make this crap on Will Q&A, but would we be 6-0 if Avery started every game? Uh, th- there's no way to know. There's there's no way to know. I would like to think we beat Oklahoma State. Um, I, I, I'm pretty confident we, we, we beat Oklahoma State. And again, I don't want to recount that game. Would we have beat Missouri? I don't know. I think Will honestly played pretty well versus Missouri. He gutted it out. You know, I I, I, th- I think that one, especially because it, it was so high scoring, our defense couldn't stop uh, Missouri. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, I all of our wins are probably wins um, with Avery. I don't I don't know about that Missouri game. I think Will played pretty well versus Missouri. Um, so I, or at least decent. I mean, I know I think Will played pretty well. I think Will played fine versus Missouri, and that would have been what the third week of the season. I mean, we saw Avery have some good moments versus Missouri. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. We'd be at least five and one though. And then uh, the final one: Are you buying your Arlington tickets yet? No, <laughs> I'm not going to buy my Arlington tickets early. Although, I'll say this. I'll say this to folks out there who, who might be willing to take a little bit of risk. Look, if you buy Arlington tickets, there's a chance K-State's going to be there. Uh, but there's also a chance it's going to be Texas first Oklahoma. So you might be able to resell them for a relatively decent profit. I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to buy the tickets if K-State makes it. Um, but I am on Arlington Watch. Look, you win you went out and, and you're there. And quite frankly, again, 
I, I don't want to. I don't want to put this into the ether. Um, but if K State loses, say say that we're accepting that Texas is isn't going to lose a bunch. You know, let, let's just say K State could drop a game versus someone not named Texas, and then if they beat Texas, they would have the tiebreaker. Now, I have no clue in the world. What's going to happen around the Big 12? Again, there's this log jam, uh, you know, at one Big 12 loss. You know, Iowa State's involved. Um, what? Who, who all's involved? You know, West Virginia's up there. Um, th- there's an absolute log jam going for that second spot. Um, and I don't want to necessarily be losing games, but again, if you're telling me we can beat Texas, you can drop another game somewhere else. But yeah, no, right now, Iowa State's alone at 3-1, and one, and then you have Oklahoma State, Texas, K-State, and West Virginia all at 2-1. and one. Um, So things are going to get wild. This is going to be an absolutely wild final six weeks of the season. Uh, and it's going to be entertaining. This is why college football is the absolute best. Know what else is the absolute best? Charlie Hustle. The best in the world. I'm currently wearing my K-State Beef shirt. Folks, I was wearing my K-State Beef shirt when we played uh, Texas Tech. Now, it's getting chilly. It is 100% crew neck weather. But you best believe I'm going to have my beef shirt underneath my Charlie Hustle crew neck sweatshirt on Saturday for that 6 p.m. game. If you're looking for a new t-shirt, a new hoodie, some new joggers, a fleece sweatshirt, you name it, they got it. Long sleeve tees, like I said, they got it. And they also have a brand new script Wildcats bomber jacket. If it hasn't sold out yet, you better move quick because these things are hot. So you better go buy one. Check out Charlie Hustle today. CharlieHustle.com. Vintage made fresh. All right. Um, will college football ever get rid of the disqualification for targeting? Throwing a kid out of the football game for making a tackle is asinine 99% of the time. That's coming from College FBall199. I kind of touched on this in the game review. I think the targeting rule has done its job. And because it's done its job, I think it is time to relook at how the penalties are administered. Um, we are seeing a lot less of these targeting hits. We have seen a change in the way these players play football. I would like to see, similar to soccer, uh, I know some of you don't like soccer, but I'd like to see similar to soccer. I'd like to see a yellow card and red card system for quote-unquote targeting for dangerous tackles, however you want to frame it. The Jake Clifton, if we're saying, hey, we still do not want to incentivize those, we still want to make that a penalty, fine. 15 yards, red card. There it is. There you go. But there are still those egregious hits. There are still some of those horrible hits. And look, if you do two hits that they deem unsafe, unsafe hits uh, in a game, even if they're not egregious, even if they aren't uh, with intent to hurt, um, then two of them you you can be thrown out as well. Again, I I think that the incentive incentivizing those hits by taking penalties away completely is bad. 
Um, Jake Clifton shouldn't have been ejected. But, you know, if you're going to do two of these hits where you do lower your head, if that's what they deem that you did, or two that are, hey, a little too high, going after the neck or something like that, um, two of those gone, uh, just an egregious, dangerous, intent-to-hurt type of hit, uh, that can still be a straight ejection. But I'd like to see some sort of yellow card, red card system. I think that would be good for the next evolution of the targeting rule. Got my guy, Jason Tryon. Shout out to Jason, buddy. I miss you. Uh, you know, we'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. Shout out to Jason. Um, what just happened? So, again, this came in right after the game. Look, I, I, I think that was a changing of the guard moment. I, I think we are, uh, that Texas Tech game is going to be one of those where were you win type of games. Um, where were you? What were you watching? Describe your emotions when Avery Johnson scored five touchdowns. And that was like the, the, the beginning. This is the genesis of the Avery Johnson era. Again, I, I'm, I, I think I've kind of settled right now to the point where I expect Will Howard to start the game. I expect them to share snaps. I expect the TCU game uh, that first half to kind of look a lot like the Texas Tech game. Um, but say we see another big game from Avery Johnson. If, if it becomes evident like, hey, this wasn't a one-hit wonder, I wouldn't be surprised to see him completely take the reins versus Houston. Uh, and then again, it could be setting up for a massive showdown in Austin, Texas, in which K-State would probably be back in the top 25. I assume if we win the next two games, we're back in the top 25 and we're facing off with a... Texas team who's going to be back on the verge of being in the top 15. Uh, so look, I, I I I would love I I would love for Will to take or to for Avery to take off running versus TCU. I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's still going to be a slower evolution uh, towards Avery being the guy than maybe we all want. And maybe they're trying to hold off and and give Will that Texas game. Um, in Austin, I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely wouldn't do that. Again, you're going to want to have Will ready, especially if the moment's a little bit too big in Austin, Texas, in front of 100,000 folks, uh, you know, in burnt orange. Uh, but I think Avery's special. I, I think he's a generational talent, and I, and, I think, and I think that Texas Tech game, what did we just witness? I think we just witnessed the genesis of the Avery Johnson era. All right, next we got... The Bowl, 1856, which sounds like a like a country station. The Bowl, although the radio station wouldn't have 1856. The Bowl, 856, I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of sounds like a country station. All right, how will Avery Johnson react to teams scheming against him? Look, th- that is a valid question because, once again, Teams now, and they should have been, Texas, I guarantee Texas Tech spent time scouting Avery Johnson. But when he's the focal point, um, things are not going to be that easy, I would assume. You know, unless he can start spinning the ball a little bit, if you're going to be trying to run the ball 75% of the time, eventually teams are going to overload. They're going to be able to stop you. So Avery Johnson, you know, when they start scheming for him, Avery Johnson is going to have to evolve. He's going to have to add things to his game. He's going to have to uh, really be perfect on his reads and any sort of read option. 
He's going to have to be really good passing the ball, and the wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs are going to have to help him out. Once they start scheming him, once you have that first extended run on tape as a true freshman, it is going to become a punch-counter-punch type of moment, not only for him but for Colin Klein as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. If K-State goes to the Texas game at 4-1 and one in Big 12 play, does the winner go to Arlington? I would think so. I, 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 I think Texas could still slip up. You know, I'm not going to predict them to lose on the road at Houston, which is something I did all summer. I said, I said Texas was going to lose... Uh, you know, in Houston, they were going to beat Alabama and then they were going to lose at home versus Texas Tech. I had, uh, that's how I had Texas going 10 and 2. Um, so yeah, they're capable of losing games. And also, like I said, with that log jam, like, look, Oklahoma State, they very well could, uh, you know, Either I don't think they're going to win out, but if they drop that Oklahoma game, they're sitting at nine and three and uh, six and two or nine, seven and two, excuse me, in conference play. Um, I would say yes. I would say the odds say yes. If K State goes into that game four and one and beats Texas, or if Texas goes in that game four and one and beats K State, I would say the odds would say yes. The winner of that will play Oklahoma, but it's tough to be a hundred percent sure. And then the final one, Matt, why does pumpkin spice exist? Look, pumpkin spice is, uh, I mean, that's what folks think of when, when, it, when it's pumpkin. Pumpkin, like pie, pumpkin anything for the most part, pumpkin is a pretty bland food. So it's that spice profile of the cinnamon, of the clove, of the brown sugar, um, you know, the allspice, all these different things combined together. That's what pumpkin spice is. That's what kind of gives that uh, traditional pumpkin pie flavor or a lot of these pumpkin beers or, uh, you know, pumpkin coffees. Uh, that's where a lot of that flavor comes from, is from the spice. I like it. I'm a pumpkin boy. Granted, I think pecan pie is the number one pie of Thanksgiving. I think it's the number one fall and winter dessert. Pecan pie is the best. But I love a pumpkin beer. Pumpkin batch from Manhattan Brewing Company, the best pumpkin beer in the world. And I'm a sucker for a little pumpkin cream cold brew from Starbucks. I'm I'm 100% confident enough to say that. So that's why it exists. It tastes good, man. Get on board, Matt. College F Ball 199 again. Uh, doesn't this feel reminiscent of Colin Klein's first game versus Texas? Avery didn't come out of uh, nowhere like Klein, but this feels like the beginning of something beautiful. Look, I agree. I think this is the beginning of the Avery Johnson era, and I think he is a generational talent. I think he is going to be, he's capable of, again, I'm not, I'm not going to say, uh, I'm not going to say, uh, he's going to. I'm not going to say it's it's a done deal, but he has the level of com- of talent that he could be the next K State quarterback to become a Heisman finalist. Again, what you had Michael Bishop in 1998. You have to wait. What was it? 98 to uh, 2012. You have to wait 14 some years uh, and, until Colin Klein comes around. You know what? It, it's been it's been 11 years. So Avery Johnson's junior season, if he gets back to 
uh, New York City as a Heisman finalist. That wouldn't be crazy. Every 14 years or so, you get, you know, once every 15 years or so, you get a Heisman Trophy uh, finalist caliber quarterback. I mean, it tracks. It tracks. Look, I I, I do wonder um, what the team's going to look like around Avery Johnson during these years. It, it, it's Honestly, the development cycle is a little off. Uh, next year, his sophomore year, he could have a lot of turnover at uh, the offensive line position. Um, will it be veteran enough his junior year to do that? Maybe he comes back for his senior year. But look, Avery Johnson is special. Avery Johnson's the real deal. Avery Johnson is a generational athlete. I only think that the wide receivers are going to get better. I think DJ Giddens is going to continue to get better. I don't know how long Trayshawn Ward's going to be around, but I think running back will be fine. You got to find that tight end weapon. But look, I, I think the sky's the limit for Avery Johnson. I definitely think he can be. Uh, he has the talent. He has the raw talent to be able to be a Heisman Trophy finalist caliber quarterback. Again, I, I hesitate saying that because again, I was I was part of the Will Howard hype machine the off season. I get it. If, if folks are listening to this and rolling their eyes, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. At the end of the day, I'm a fan. I'm trying to find the best. Uh, case scenario. I'm trying to find the most fun scenario. Uh, I do think that it is. Uh, I do think that the ceiling is that high for him. So we'll, we'll see if we'll see. I worry about the offensive line starting next year. I, I really do. Um, but if they can figure that out, if they can get that rolling, folks, look, Avery Johnson's the real deal. Uh, we got Map. If linebacker position gets any thinner, do you think there's a chance they move Duke back there since he played that position last year pretty successfully? I don't. Um, I, I think that they're going to they're going to have to because I think Saturday we kind of saw uh, you know how thin we really are with a Jake Clifton ejection, Austin Romaine being an absolute warrior playing through all of that. Um, I, I, I think you need to start aggressively trying to find a couple more linebackers, but I don't think they're going to move Duke. Um, folks, he, he has, what, five or six sacks so far this year? You want to keep that on the edge. We'll go to Kate next. Shout out to Kate. Um, the first one, she has three. Has Tenet had a mental breakthrough? He was money all night. Look, I, I, I think being a kicker is tough. I think being a young kicker is even tougher. Um, I hope so. Um, his all his extra points look good. He was absolute money from forty seven, um, but again, he's still a young guy. He's still just a true uh, true sophomore, redshirt sophomore, one of those. Um, but he has the like. He's always had the talent. Let's hope he stays perfect versus TCU. Let, let, let's see him really have a good end of the season. Um, but but he did. He looked really good on Tuesday. Not only on extra points and feel in that field goal, but uh, good on kickoff as well. Speaking of special teams, how angry will you be if Seth Porter does not get some sort of Big 12 recognition? I was upset. Look, I Seth Porter, again, had, had I think, the most impactful game a special teams player can make uh, from a non-kicking, punting, or returning uh, position. I, I think he truly, in coverage, I, 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 think, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find in the history of, of the Big 12, and I know this is a big statement. I get it. But I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who was was that impactful 
uh, on punt and kickoff coverage uh, this season. So I expected it. I wish he would have. Um, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a little mad. But it is okay. Is the Big 12 a circle of suck or are uh, teams 3 through 10 just evenly matched? Look, I'm not going to pretend that uh, outside of Oklahoma and Texas there's like a true uh, like borderline great team. I'm not upset that K-State's not in the top 25. I don't think anyone else in the Big 12 really has like a big claim to being ranked right now. Um, I, I I don't think they suck. I mean, I, I I'm hoping we see in Big Twelve or in bowl uh, play uh, that the Big Twelve really does. I think the Big Twelve will do really well in those lower and middle tier bowl games. Uh, I I do think that there's a chance. Say you know if K State has to play Oregon in the Alamo Bowl, um, and a lot of those Oregon guys come back, I think that could be rough. Um, but you know, I who knows? Who knows? I I, I do think that. Uh, Really, from 3 to 10, as you pointed out, it's just really evenly matched. But how good any of those teams are, I don't know. So that kind of brings into they're evenly matched, but, I mean, might also suck. But I think it's probably closer to, okay, hey, uh, teams 3 through 10 are good, not great, um, versus, hey, 3 through 10 suck, Um and they're all evenly matched. I said this on the 1012 Network. It was a long show, so I'll forgive you guys if you don't want to listen. But it was a fun one. It was me, Shahan, uh, JSJ, and Philip Slavin. And I said that the Big 12 is drunk, but like night before Thanksgiving, back in your hometown, going to the bars with your old high school friends, drunk. I think the ACC is drunk, but your uncle had a tough year at Thanksgiving, drunk. Uh, I, I think the Big 12 is a lot of fun. I think the ACC is just sad. Uh, so that's kind of how I see it. All right, we got a few more. Uh, we got Fistifer, uh, seven, or 1775. What Charlie products does Avery Johnson wear? Avery Johnson is rocking the Bring on the Cats t-shirt with the Lavender Bomber jacket and the gray joggers. That That's what he's rocking. Uh, and he has a purple and lavender dog collar for his dog, if he has one. I don't know if he has one. All right, we got Steve Z next. We got three from him, and then we got three from Zach, and then we're going to call it a day. Steve Z, number one, what is the sexiest number for a quarterback to wear? For K-State, it's seven. 100% seven. Um, for non-K-State, I, I like uh, the number 11. I think the number... Uh, 15, number 16, 17 looks good. Um, I like the like those numbers. 11, 12, uh, not really 13, but 15, 16, 17. I think those all look really great. And 19 looks really good as a quarterback as well. And again, I do like the wild. I like the you know quarterback in the 20s. But for K-State, 7 is the is is the goaded number when it comes to quarterbacks. Um, two, what is the next single game record that Avery ties breaks. I think Avery, before it's all said and done, will break a single game rushing record, rushing yards record for uh, quarterbacks. I believe that. And as of right this moment, what bowl game do I predict K-State to go to? I think we're going to the Alamo Bowl. That is my prediction right here in this moment. Then the final question from Zach. We got uh, four of them. Obvious question, 
what's the decision at quarterback again? I would go all in with Avery Johnson, uh, but I think the coaches are going to start Will Howard, and it's going to look similar to the Texas Tech game. Will Howard gets the first drive, maybe the second drive. Avery gets the third and fourth drive, and from there you're going to see them try to ride the hot hand. Pick your favorite Charlie Hustle jacket, lavender or the new script whites. I would go lavender. I like the lavender one, but the script, I mean, folks, that is so hot. I don't know if I could pull off that jacket Um, because, you know, I'm a crew neck guy. Uh, I'll occasionally throw on a hoodie. I don't know if I'm cool enough. I I feel like Charlie Hustle would ask me to take the jacket off if they saw me rocking that jacket. Uh, But I'm going to have to buy one and see what happens. Outside of Avery, which young players have impressed you the most so far? Austin Romaine. Um, I again, I, I I thought he was eventually going to be a player. I did not think it was going to happen as a true freshman, um, but he he one hundred percent has impressed me. And then the final one: What do you think of the basketball staff visiting Prime out in Colorado? I don't care; they can do whatever they want. Um, I'm not anti uh, Deion Sanders. Um, I, I, I don't know why that like I, I don't know the circumstances that led to it, but I don't care. I mean, it's not getting me all excited. I'm not like foaming out the mouth like, oh yeah, Coach Tang and Coach Prime. Um, but I think that's cool. I mean, do they can do whatever they want, man. Uh, I wish they would come on Bosco's boys, uh, but I, I'm definitely not as cool as Deion Sanders, uh, 100%. So I get it. I get it. Uh, and look, Deion. I mean. Maybe the most famous guy in the history of the sporting world uh, is Deion Sanders. Uh, I, I think you could make that argument. I mean, not, okay, Michael Jordan, LeBron, like the most famous non-basketball player in the history of sports. I think you could make an argument it's Deion Sanders or Tom Brady. So, you know, there it is. <laughs> How about that? That That's my take. Most famous non-basketball Athlete of all time in America might be Deion Sanders. There, there you go. There's my take to end it. Uh, that's all we have. That's the Q and A. We'll be back tomorrow with a game preview episode. We'll also be talking about the uh, Chris Common press conference. Um, so yeah, be a friend, tell a friend something nice. Go out there, make somebody's day. For Chauncey, the best dog in the world. My name is Scott McFarland. We love you guys and go Cats. It's time to get set. For the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Showing our colors everywhere. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Podcast Network.